Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., What can I do to lose excess body weight? That's the question we receive time and again in our inbox. And with so much bogus advice doing the rounds on the internet, uh, TikTok, juice cleanse, renaissance, anyone? It's really important to us that we bring you sound, actionable advice on this topic from credible people who you can actually trust. We've tackled the question with the help of GPs, dietitians, and even a genetic epidemiologist in previous episodes. So do go and check those out if you haven't already. This week, we're looking at the specifics of how your workouts fit into the picture of building a lifestyle that supports sustainable weight loss. We're calling on the expertise of Jono Castano, the PT behind actress Rebel Wilson's astonishing fitness journey that's seen the actress shift over four stone and, more to the point, report feeling healthier and stronger than ever. Hello, I'm Roisin Devishokane, and this is Going For Goal, the weekly women's health podcast. On this show, we call on top experts to share the tools you need to make good on the health goals that really matter to you and chat to our favourite celebrities and wellness heavyweights about what they do to feel and function at their best. There is so much in today's chat, which is between John O and women's health's digital fitness writer Morgan Fargo. There's setting realistic goals and the most empowering metrics to track progress, right along through to the importance of getting movement in alongside your scheduled workouts. And a controversial take on burpees. Uh, Listen to to the end for that one. Uh, (laughs) There are clearly so many more reasons to work out than simply to lose weight. But if doing so is one of your goals right now, we really want to help you do it well, which is why we get a cross-section of experts to come on and offer their approaches so you can pick and choose elements that sound like they might work for you. And whether you want to kickstart a significant lifestyle overhaul like Rebel's done, or just make small tweaks to your day so you're maximising your movement and reaping all the body composition benefits of doing so, I hope you find Jono's advice useful. Jono, welcome to the pod. I am thrilled to talk to you because I've been an avid Instagram follower of yours for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me, Morgan. (laughs) Of course. How how are you? How's Sydney? Yeah, Sydney's good. Um, obviously, things are a lot different here to obviously in the UK, but um, yeah, things are going well. I've got my own gym now, so I think that's uh, positive. But other than that, yeah, it's still working away, working hard and changing people's lives on the daily. Definitely. And your own gym, that must be incredible. How, how long have you had that? It's been about uh, five months now, just before everything kind of started to lock down. 
I made the move to open up my own place. And to tell you the truth, it's been the best thing that I've actually done. I think that's one of those things. If you feel like you can do it, um, back yourself and go for it. Absolutely. And what were you doing before you had your own gym? Because you've been training people for years. Yes. Yeah. So basically, you know, I've been a PT now for over 10 years now, Morgan. And it's as a PT, you kind of, I don't know, when you don't have your own home, you, you tend to jump around to a few places and, you know, you learn, you pick up, you, you take away a few things of, what this person does, what this gym does right and what this gym does wrong. And then everything that I've basically learned over the years, I've just adapted all that and put it into my own gym. So it's been it's been a crazy journey in terms of the PT. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, you've obviously had some ginormous clients who just completely trust your training style and how and how you choose to train them. What do you think it is that keeps them coming back? Uh, <laughs> What's the secret? I was going to say my jokes, but my jokes are pretty bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. For me, like I'd probably say I, I'm a great listener and I think as a PT, you need to be able to, you know, be, be a person that's, that's open to obviously listening and being able to switch it on to be like, Hey, it's time to work, you know? So I think if you can combine everything and all those attributes, you're going to be a great trainer. And is that something perhaps someone who was looking for a trainer should be aware of that they, they're going to need someone who's going to listen to them and really listen to what they want to get out of their training yeah 100 i think if you're really putting your trust into someone i think the most important thing is you you've got to trust the person before you actually start to tell them things you know and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not just all about training and it, it can go more into obviously we talk about that mindfulness and you know you never know what someone's going through and i think that's a part of the job as well being able to you know get someone 45 minutes and then change their the way of thinking for the rest of the day it is crazy that you can go in mm-hmm. and i i used to find this when we we're going into gyms i could go in i'd be miserable i'd had a bad day and i would come out and suddenly <laughs> the world seems yeah. brighter things seem possible all, all just from that little you know 45 minute to an hour sweat it just completely changes your whole day oh i I totally agree i think that's the the key thing that we also need to think about in terms of uh, training you know it's not all of just about hey it's not about aesthetics you know it's it's about feeling better and moving better and i think that's the way we should view fitness right 100 percent. and that actually leads us on perfectly to what i want to talk to you about because At Women's Health, we see so many people coming to us and they're looking for sustainable weight loss advice. And I think sometimes people can feel slightly ashamed that they want to lose weight. And we have to say to them, it's absolutely fine to want to lose weight and to want to be at a healthy body composition or body weight for you. And whatever that looks like, that's a completely acceptable and great goal. But I think sometimes people struggle with knowing how to get started, especially if they're exercising at home or working out at home. And I know that it can just seem so overwhelming as a beginner this Mm. world of fitness and you see people who have been doing it for years and it just feels Mm -hmm. so inaccessible how would you Mm -hmm. as a personal trainer suggest that someone who is a beginner gets movement Mm -hmm. and gets fitness going in their life well I guess you know if for for a beginner anyone that I work with and it's the first time at the gym uh, obviously sitting down and I think the most important is um setting a purpose like what is the reason on why you're actually starting this journey and why do you want to start it and i think if the purpose is important enough to you and obviously it is right because you're reaching out to someone i think that's that's what's going to take you the whole way through finding that purpose and on top of that as well you know you've got to make sure that all these goals and everything that you that you're talking about is attainable 
because I think when someone like a lot of people that I speak to, you know, they, they talk about these big goals and even like stepping on the scales, they, they, they tend to forward think too much. And, and what forward thinking does, you, you lose, you lose yourself. You're not present in, in the journey anymore because you're always thinking about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. I think, you know, if you want to really, really enjoy the journey and especially being a beginner and you transition to intermediate advantage, be present through every single day and don't lose yourself. You know, don't forward think, don't backward think. Just be present in each situation. So take each day as a new opportunity. Exactly, exactly, 100%. Because, you know, like at the end of the day, you don't you don't want to fail. I wouldn't want to fail. I don't want my clients to, my clients to fail, nor do I want anyone to fail. It can be so easy, I think, to set big goals. And then because they're mm-hmm. so huge, they almost become oh. immediately unattainable. Of course, of course, 100%. You see, you see that so much and... Um, especially, you know, with, with social media these days as well, you know, um, I think that's definitely kind of created such a, you know, a toxic environment sometimes because people just kind of, hey, I want to look like this person or I want to look like this. But at the end of the day, your your first thing should be, why am I doing it? Why am I actually starting this? Mm. So when a client comes to you and says, you know, I want to change my life, I want to perhaps lose weight or get fitter, how do you help them set goals? Well, we sit down and um, I guess, you know, let's talk about, say, for example, I've actually started a new client today, you know, and um, it got really deep. And, you know, I think as a trainer for myself is trying to break them down, like we spoke about, to, to work out the reason why and um, for me, I like to work in 12-week periods, so I don't like to work in, like, obviously the years, da 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 because we've got to change programming and all that type of stuff. But, you know, we set small goals, and a, a small goal could be, say, for example, I want to be able to um, have at least 45 minutes a day to, to work out, you know. It doesn't need to be like, hey, I'm going to, say, for example, do an hour and a half. It's just simple, simple steps of, like, just training, you know. Like, it doesn't need to be – like a whole hour and a half and we're just leaving a total 15 30 45 minutes because people sometimes lack that right Mm, yeah and I think sometimes it can be really easy especially at the beginning of a year to say things Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna work out for 90 minutes every day Mm. and then you of course you you don't have 90 minutes in your day to work out so immediately it doesn't happen no it doesn't happen and you that means we're failing already you know so I think that's one of the key things you know those small little goals but you know, keeping a table. Definitely. And I think one thing that I would be interested to know, though, is that people who have set aside the 15 minutes, the 30 minutes, the 45 minutes, whatever the time period is, what should they be looking to do in that time as a beginner? As a beginner, I'd probably, you know, train smarter rather than longer. Like, uh, I think the main thing is trying to understand the movements as a beginner on, say, for example, technical um, you know, if you're trying to obviously lose weight, we, we want to burn as much calories as possible. So I think even investing in some type of smartwatch that keeps you attainable on how much calories am I burning, what's my heart rate at, and that that would also show you like if you're improving as well. You know, like if you do the same workout and your beats per minute are less. You know, there's there's a lot of things in terms of um, for a beginner, but it's also exciting. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's the key thing about starting firstly starting because everything's so exciting you know you're talking about nutrition as well you know you're changing your eating habits and then you're going to see the great benefits of what actually training is about 
For someone who is overhauling their fitness and their nutrition, there's so much information out there and it can be really overwhelming when you start. Is it worth reaching out to a professional, whether that's a nutritionist or a registered dietitian or a personal trainer or a fitness instructor, just to get your feet under the table? Yeah, of course. I think the the most, well, one of the most important thing is to do your own research first and, you know, really understand um, all types of nutrition, but then once you're ready to take the next step, reach out to a professional, if it's a dietitian, you know, if it's an experienced, experienced personal trainer, and then, but what I tell all my clients, I think, is you don't want to get lost in terms of nutrition. And what I mean by that is restrict yourself too much because, once again, if you're restricting yourself, you're losing, you're losing the importance of how good the journey is going to be long term. Um, say, for example, you know, like you're giving yourself a 1,200-calorie diet or whatever it is, that's not going to be very fun and you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. So I think for me, when I tell everyone about nutrition, is focus on the balance, focus on the balanced approach, and that's going to be the long-term, long-term plan. And is that the same approach you take to fitness? Like, don't throw it all at the wall immediately. Just every day, put the work in bit by bit. Yeah, well, you know, there's so many apps as well these days. You know, you talk about My Fitness Pal. If you if you do your settings through there, you type your age, your height. That's going to give you a nice a nice calorie number and you know you don't have to create the deficit too much so obviously the deficit is the calorie deficit um and i think you know we talk about the balance like you type whatever food you want in there and if it fits those numbers then you're able to eat it right what do you say about creating a calorie deficit through nutrition or through exercise or a bit of both i'd say both um but the importance as well is you can't out train a poor diet you know <laughs> so Definitely the both. Um, if you can increase, obviously, your total ex- expenditure for exercise as well, that's going to give you a greater deficit. And for me, when I'm working with someone for weight loss, I always tell them the more we can do, the more the quicker results are going to be as well. Obviously, taking in fact um, the recovery as well. And recovery is a really great thing to touch upon because when we get going in these fitness routines, it can feel like an off day is a slide Mm -hmm. into never getting back into the routine again. Whereas recovery is actually so important. Mm. How many Mm -hmm. days would you suggest someone needs to be doing active recovery or just total recovery where they're not doing anything? I would say active recovery always. Um, I always tell my clients, you know, active recovery is super important because say, for example, it's a very very light walk, you know, you're still moving, but when you're still moving, we're still burning calories. In terms of like a, in a different type of approach as well is, you know, you can go for a swim, you know, there's so many things you can do in terms of active recovery that keep it exciting as well, you know, keep, be open to different options. And what are some of the benefits of active recovery? Well, the benefits would be, um, you know, you're not, you're not putting as much strain as obviously resistance training, you know, your, um, your, your, uh, you, say for example your your recovery for the next session you're allowing yourself to to recover quicker as well um because at the same time we, we we're not able to work out at 100 percent every single day and keep hammering it at the gym we still need to involve those active recoveries to get peak performance and get great results with everyone working from home at the moment and i know it's slightly different in every country about what people can and can't do and what they're allowed to do mm-hmm. some days mm-hmm. i find i can sit at my desk for four or five hours then I'll go and do a really sweaty workout on my lunch break and then I'll go and I'll sit back down for another four Mm -hmm. to five hours 
And mm-hmm. I feel like I've exercised and I feel like I've moved, but I know I'm missing out on those little bursts of movement, like walking somewhere or walking to the tube or walking to the shops. And that's just completely gone from my daily life. Mm-hmm. How can mm-hmm. people get more movement into their day? Is a daily walk really important to make sure they're still getting their neat exercise in? Or yeah, how yeah. do you keep people moving? Well, this is um, so. This is quite a, quite a great question because this is the reason why I started a, a hashtag forty five daily to kind of promote movement for 45, 45 minutes daily. And I'm a strong believer about that. But you know, I think we need to. You know, you, you've got to think about as well if you're sitting long periods of time on a seat and you're you're typing away, you're obviously protracting. So. You know, you're going to get tight traps, you know, you're going to, your lower back's going to, your, your core's not switched on. So I think that the important thing is, you know, you always got to get up and move. And I think another thing as well is productivity. You know, you talk about the mindfulness, stress, everything, giving yourself even two minutes off work, thinking about something else is going to be such a key factor to being more proactive throughout your day. So if, for me, I love going for walks and whenever I get stressed out and I feel like I'm sitting down for too long, you know, I'm wearing a smartwatch, which these days tells me, hey, you need to get up. So I think that's another key thing as well. But um, I think if we can keep keep doing that and give yourself reminders, I think that's going to help you in terms of a goal as well. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. With your smartwatch, how important do you see fitness trackers being for people? Because I know you can track calorie burn, but then there's also features Mm. like tracking your heart rate and you could perhaps see if your heart Mm. rate is recovering more quickly after difficult exercise. Mm -hmm. How important is that for seeing progress? Oh, well, I think... I think seeing the progress, especially through, I use a Fitbit Sense. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but um, you know, it's it's got active zone minutes, so it tells me in terms of how much I'm getting of the workout, and it it gives you like a total rate of what you need to hit in that workout. So it makes me, for me, it makes me push harder until I get to the enough level in terms of my active zone minutes. But if you can say, for example, um, I view it as like 
before I start any personal training session, I get them to turn the smartwatch on to see how many calories we've burned. And we can see the beats per minute. And for me, I always love to work over 120. So if I see the person under that, then I'm like, there's no rest time. We've got to keep going until we, we, we keep going above that number. So, you know, that's pretty cool Gosh. for me. But for me, <laughs> but for me, that's they must like love sets, you. But it sets the tone of the session. And for me, like, I'm, I love quality in terms of, you know, we're there to work. We're not there to have a great time. We're there for results. And that's the type of trainer I am. And, and that's kind of what uh, my philosophy is about, you know, leaving, you want to leave the session like you've done a session. But in terms of progress, like, you know, there's, there's even progress of sleep, you know, there's, there's progress of stress levels these days on, on, on the watch. There's so many key factors on, on a smartwatch that you can see these days. And I think, you know, it's so great to see that technology has gone this far because it does help a lot and it keeps us so much more accountable every single day. You mentioned that you, as a trainer, you're there to get results, you're there <laughs> to get the best out of them. How, how do you keep people on the straight and narrow? Because I have tried to talk myself out of another set or, oh, oh I can't get up from the floor. It's, it must be no. really hard as a trainer. <laughs> I'm pretty switched on. So whenever, whenever, when you, it's funny you say because whenever someone tries to chat it up, I say I know what you're doing. So <laughs> I know exactly what you're trying to do right now. So you better get started. <laughs> I'm so used to it. Come on, I've done it for ten years, Morgan. You know, so <laughs> I know all the tricks. What the what, are, what are some of the what are some of the best <laughs> excuses you've had people do or or, or have people say to why they can't go on? On why they can't go on. Um, Probably, what was one of the, let me try to think, um, one of the excuses, uh, I guess everyone's, oh, I've got to go, I've got to go to a meeting <laughs> out of nowhere, <laughs> which is pretty, which is pretty random. Um, I guess they run straight to the bathroom is another one. <laughs> but I don't know whether they vomit or not. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. <laughs> but, you know, it's at the end of the day, like training is all about enjoying as well, you know. So I think all these little things as well make it quite, um, quite fun, you know, excuses and you have a bit of banter in between, you know, that, I think that's a key thing as well in terms of when you're trying to look for a trainer. With your training, now that everyone is mm-hmm. doing different things and I'm sure you've got people mm-hmm. who are long distance, how do you make sure they're yes. getting the most out of the virtual training sessions? Well, I love virtual sessions, by the way. Um, I think it's the best thing that's been found recently, especially with everything going on. Um, I think the most um, that I... I think the accountability that virtual session does create, you know, um, I had a person recently in two weeks quarantine and I'm telling you right now, if he didn't have his virtual sessions, probably were not trained at all, you know, and we actually trained every single day throughout those two weeks. So I think um, keeping him on track during quarantine um, with the virtual sessions has obviously showed him a lot of accountability. You know, he trained today actually, and you know, he's got, he's still got a great base, you know, he's still lifting some good numbers. And I think that just shows as well of how the quality of training that you can do at home, you know, like through body weight, through bands, you know, cool sliders, kettlebells. There's so much stuff that you can take, have at home or take into quarantine. So, you know, it's not about stopping training. It's about continuing. The equipment you mentioned, I think yeah. sometimes people can be confused about the different types of equipment, what's best, what they need it for. And also, not everyone wants to invest in an entire home gym. Having resistance bands, um, the, the smaller ones and the longer ones, which 
you know, those two key things you can do so many different movements with. A light kettlebell, one heavy kettlebell. Um, you don't have to have every single kilo dumbbell. You know, you can have obviously a two kilo, four, eight, and a 12. That's that's enough, you know. It, when we talk about training as well, it's not about how heavy you can lift. It's all about um, the time of the tension, the engagement, the mind-muscle connection. There's so many key factors. So you don't need to load a lot of dumbbells. Core sliders, great little, great little thing as well to work different movements. So I think even that, you know, you look at the total cost of that, you're looking probably under, you know, what, $250, $300 in terms of all those equipment. So I think if you can invest $300 into your home gym in all that stuff, that's, that's plenty of stuff, Morgan. I think as well, now that people aren't paying for gym memberships, it, mm-hmm. when you look at the equipment, you think, oh, that is quite expensive. But then if you tally it up, you're probably investing the same amount of money in equipment as you would in two or three months membership at a gym mm-hmm. I, I totally agree um, and I think if you're not going to be using a gym membership I think you should definitely look to invest into creating something at home and I think having a gym at home is so much better especially you know you can go whenever you want no one's going to be looking at you you can do whatever you want and you can get actually some really really good workouts in and I think that's an important thing you know sometimes you probably even train harder at home than a gym because the gym's so busy you just don't know what machines are free, and I think um, that's definitely what what's what everything what's going on now has created. You know, so it'll be interesting to see if people are going to continue back at the gym or they're going to continue doing virtual sessions. It'll be I'm, I'm actually pretty interested in that to see what's going to happen. And I, the other question that I really wanted to put to you is: people <laughs> with a significant amount of weight to lose, probably four plus stone, how? <laughs> can they get the most out of their training at home? Because there are certain differences in terms of exercises or or where they should start. Is it starting with walking? Is it starting with low-impact workouts? What would you suggest? I would suggest um, creating a plan in terms of focusing on the nutrition. Um, definitely low-impact exercises. I think a walk would definitely be the most important thing. If you can combine that with a great nutrition setup um, and focusing, you know, on that calorie deficit where you, where it's not too low and you're still able to function. I think that's that's going to be the way forward, personally, Morgan. And I think um, check out some um, some programs. There's so many programs online for that type of stuff as well. You know, not all programs are based on you know high impact, and there's some great ones online. You know, and they're all free as well. And I think you know they they've all got uh, video tutorials on how to do the exercises. So. I think that's a good, good way forward and a great starting starting base. Where would you suggest people look for online workout plans? And I'm not plugging our own stuff, even mm-hmm. though it's amazing, but we do have fantastic plans on mm-hmm. the site. Where else should people, is that when you contact a trainer or is that when you look in a certain place? Well, I think, um, you know, contacting a trainer would, could be an option, but, you know, like you spoke about, you have some amazing videos. Um, you know, even some, you know, you look at the Nike app, you look at the Fit. The app, there is so many different options out there that give you that great versatility in terms of different workouts. And, um, you know, I think invest into a smartwatch as well because that can tell you how many calories you're burning a day as well. So I think, and, and how many steps you're going to do. Like for me, I love to create. 20, 20,000 steps a day, and that's pretty ridiculous. Like, it's quite high. So, um, starting off like 10,000, and those little key things are, are, are going to contribute to, you know, your weight loss goal. 20,000 steps a day. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, you'd be like, if I'm actually looking at it right now, and I'm on 22,000, and I didn't even leave the gym. 
I was just I just did twenty two thousand working today, like gone in between exercises, showing the clients. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty active and I'm at the gym quite a fair bit. So, God, twenty thousand steps a day. I'm starting yeah. to think about how sure. I could do that. And how I many? <laughs> You can, Morgan. You can. The way you do it is you, you have to do it. You have to screenshot it and put it on. You will create like a thing in your group. And then every time you do it, I'll do it. And then we just keep keeping each other accountable. I want to put to you some quick fire questions because I think these okay. are always really fun to get people's take. So okay. let's start with let's what is your favorite exercise? Front squat. Oh, yep. And why? I love a front squat. Because it's a compound movement and it's, it's for me, I, I get such a great workout from my front squat. My abs are so sore the next day in my legs. So I think that's the reason I love it. You mentioned quickly about your abs and this is a question I'd like to ask about form. How can you know mm-hmm. you are working with correct form at home? Is it worth videoing yourself or how do you make sure you're getting the technique right? Oh, videoing yourself would be a great one. If you can send it off to a trainer, that's even better. But I think when we're doing any type of movement, the thing you really need to understand is where am like where am I actually feeling it, you know? And and that goes to the fact of you know I, am I working at the correct tempo? So if it's a a squat and you read, hey, this is meant to hit your quads, glutes, and hamstrings, then when you're doing it on your own, slow the movement down, think about it, think about the movement, and am I feeling it there? And that's going to tell you if you're doing it right or wrong. 100%. Okay. And what is your most overrated exercise? Burpees. <laughs> Burp- really? Burpees How for come? sure. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I just, don't, I just don't see the, the, the hype about it, to tell you the truth, you know, just dropping down, doing like a, you know, like a little push-up and then coming back up. Yeah, it's going to get your heart rate high, but in terms of um, – you know, the, the effectiveness of what um, I'm working on, I'm very questionable. But, you know, some people love it, and, and I'm a nice guy, so I'm not, I don't really say anything bad things. What would be your best training tip? My best training tip? Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. I'd probably, I'd probably say best training tip, train smarter, not longer. <laughs> Is that a good I one, think, Morgan? Yeah. Come on, that's, that's, a- <laughs> that's, that, that's a very good one. That's a very good one. I mm. think, how would people know they're training smarter and not just harder? Re- results, I'd say, you know, um, you know, am I getting the most out of my workouts with the movements that I'm doing, with the program that I'm doing? Um, I think that's when I say train smarter, that's that's what I'm talking about. Um, quality, for, quality for time, personally. And if you're not seeing results or if you're not getting the results mm-hmm. that you want, how, how long do you need to give it before you should start thinking about maybe adjusting your goals? I'd say give each program at least um, six, six to 12 weeks, Morgan. Um, but in saying that as well, you know, like um, what works for me might not work for you, Morgan. And I think we need to kind of not put too much pressure on ourselves if it's working or not. I think you need to view fitness as the positive effects, not just aesthetically, you know, energy-wise, you know, um, am I getting fitter? There's so many different ways of seeing results, not just losing weight on the scales. Absolutely. And then finally, what are the fitness words you never want to hear again? I'm going to a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that's totally that fair me? enough. I, I appreciate is that. that <laughs> that's a good one, right? Is there is there anything is there anything fitness based like earn earn your calories or something? Because that's my personal one that I hate the most. The earn your calories? Oh yeah, that that's pretty bad. Um I'd probably say I can't. Um, I hate when someone says I can't because I know deep inside you can do anything that you put your mind to. Um, especially what one pet hate of mine is um, when someone stops and they got one repetition left and they stop, I actually make them do five more to teach them the lesson of like, um, no, nah, no joke, seriously, I actually make them do five more and I'm like, you can never quit with one rip left. That's, that's just like the easy way out, you know? I think that keeps people accountable as well, because if you know, if you skip the final rep, you're going to have to do five more. Obviously, you're going to do the mm. one last rep. Of course. Yeah. And um, I think it just shows character as well, you know, like, um, you know, in what, and it teaches you those little things. You've got one rep, um, you know, it makes you stronger personally, because it makes you stronger on why you're actually doing the exercise. And it, it's a, it's more of a obviously a, a mindset thing, but um, I, for me that's the way I love to do things, and it's obviously worked with so many people. And the amount of people that got one left and actually finish it now is obviously so much more, right? Now that we're at the end of the podcast, you can tell me to go away if you don't want to answer it. But <laughs> you you train some very funny people, and how? Mm. How do you keep them going? Because I, I would not be able to work with someone like that because I would just be laughing all the time. How do you keep people on the straight and narrow? Are you just really strict? I would say I don't let them talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, like when I'm training, it's whether I've been brought up, you know, playing playing football and I understand when we're working, we're working. And um, I think that's, that's how I kind of deal with something like that. If someone's funny and... Um, I just get straight to work. Let's get business done, you know? Definitely. Okay, amazing. Well, Jono, thank you so much for being on the pod. It's been incredible to chat and just hear all of your expert and very strict advice. Thank you. Wow. No wonder Rebel has had some serious results. It sounds like her PT takes zero prisoners. You have been listening to PT Jono Castano, interviewed by women's health's digital fitness writer Morgan Fargo on the Women's Health podcast, Going for Goal. As ever, if you want to comment on anything that we've raised in this episode, get in touch. All the details of how to do so are in the show notes. As are links to women's health's brilliant fitness content, where you'll find a ton of varied workouts to try. If you've got a different goal in mind and you want to know how to achieve it, let us know and we could be helping you get there in an upcoming episode. That's all from Going for Goal this week. We will be back next Tuesday. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.